This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Show today for the Motorsports Hour. The 24 Hours of Le Mans is about to keep you up at night. Well, Parker and AJ show us why in the simulator and keeping things international. A closer look at the controversial finish in Formula One this past weekend and what must be done to correct it. Plus, another NASCAR driver is revealing his Daytona paint scheme and one of the voices of motocross is in studio to tell us the key battles to follow this weekend. NASCAR America on Thursday means you get all forms of racing. You also get A.J. Allmendinger and Parker Kligerman. And here in our NBC studios, some of the guys here a little bit sluggish because they stayed up all night watching the Stanley Cup final. You guys, the Blues won. I heard. Yeah. I know it's not a hockey show. We're not going to talk hockey, but you got to just get that in. The Sharks weren't in it. So I know. Here they'd we go. already lost. Here we go. Doesn't matter. And what you he can, said. You can find a NASCAR tie-in to just about anything. The most famous racing family, arguably from St. Louis, the Wallace brothers. I knew that. They like to race with Ken Schrader out in Peebley, Missouri at I-55 Raceway. Well, last night, crazy Kenny Wallace was up watching the game, his reaction, and social media love following his hometown win by the Blues. Check this out. Yes! Yes! just be any night of the week I feel like by the way they were up 4-1 so he's chewing his nails with five seconds to go they were up 4-1 drama you have to bring the drama <laughs> this is from now you guys may remember know it is Gateway Motorsports Park but remember they have a new sponsor WWT Raceway Gateway's track hosting congratulations of course NASCAR will be there later this summer we always like to see uh, everyone out there of course they're excited in the shadow of the St. Louis Arch Something else we want to talk about a few minutes before we went on air. AJ and Parker, they ran down to the NHL studio, by the way, took any snacks. You guys did, right? Any snacks that were left by the NHL live crew? Who's talking snacks here? Well, it's because, you know, they're done. They're done yeah, for the season. Right. So yeah. we kind of ransacked the studio, whatever's left. I wasn't, a chair. I wasn't told about that. I, no, I, you can go afterwards okay, if there's I'm anything in, left. I mean, left. take a chair, yeah. take a table. Perfect. It's, Don't worry, there's nothing left. Done. I got it all. We're just gearing up here on NBC for NASCAR. So if you have any motorsports questions about any form of racing for AJ or Parker, just use the hashtag NASCAR America. We're going to be opening up the motorsports mailbag, answering them throughout the show. You guys are millennials. I don't know um, if we should call it a mailbag. Yeah, and no, mo and no uh, lawnmower racing. We don't okay, know. no, no I, don't, I don't know if I'm a millennial either. I'm, I feel like you're, you're just yeah. on the cusp. I'm right on I don't the know. edge. I, I like know. it. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, what should we call it? The motorsports email? Log Cyber email? email? Is that yeah. what you... Text? Snapchat? All right. Well, <laughs> send in your questions. Hashtag NASCAR DM, America. These DM guys, us. there you go, yeah. uh, may answer them coming up later on the show. Of course, each Thursday, we also give you the chance to choose the Motorsports Star of the Week. This week's nominees are Joey Logano, won on a Monday in Michigan. That was a dominating performance. Yeah, yeah. you could say that. Yeah. Joseph Newgarden, IndyCar's winner. Now, Greg Biffle. This is the one I think will take it. Oh, look at that. Yep. Greg Biffle back in victory lane. And Haley Deegan, 
Haley Deegan's gonna take this vote like she took that race. Yeah. <laughs> just, just by take the bull by the horns. She's just gonna move out of the way. She's just gonna bombard. Yeah. Straight nipple, new guard, and look out are about to get shoved off the screen. Head over quick. to NBCSports.com/slash/NASCARVote. Make your voice heard. A reminder: you can vote as often as you want. Just keep hitting that refresh button. See if you agree with these guys. We're going to have the final results later on. Now, I don't know if I'm supposed to necessarily play favorites. I have a favorite this week. Oh. I don't want to okay. switch. It's okay. it might not be who you think either. Okay. All right. Let's so that's that, it. That's, that's all. That's all. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Oh, all right. Good to know. To, yeah. All right. I, I all might right. share that later. Well, in the fine. Show. Okay, that's fine. I just so, need, need to know at some point. I do know there is hanging. something that you guys want to talk about, and you've been pretty vocal about this. Last Sunday's little bit, little, oh, little bit vocal. <laughs> Slightly. I might hang get on. Red. Yeah, hang on to your seat, folks, because Parker's about to unload. Last Sunday's Formula One race in Montreal, controversial to say the least. <laughs> Ferrari's Sebastian Vettel was leading the race. When on lap 48, his car ran wide of the turn four chicane, nearly hit second place Lewis Hamilton's car as he got back on the track. Now, Vettel would maintain the lead, but would be assessed a five-second penalty by Ray Stewards for dangerous driving. Vettel crossed the finish line first, but due to the penalty, would be credited with a runner-up finish, giving the victory to Hamilton. The decision to penalize Vettel was met by harsh criticism from the racing world. Mario Andretti tweeting, what happened at the Canadian Grand Prix? Not acceptable at this level of our great sport. I'm sure Amen. I'm sure horse racing's maximum secu- security can relate, right? It <laughs> sort of seems to be a theme uh, in <clears throat> racing, especially in motorsports, Parker. Uh, Long Beach, we had a scenario where officials got involved in the outcome. So do we just say let him unleash? I Go feel, ahead, Parker. Okay, fair? let's do this. So, not to build up too much, but this is the single worst call ever in the history <laughs> of motor racing. Ever, ever, ever. I mean, this is what has become an epidemic throughout motor racing as of late. And, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Formula 1, Formula E, IndyCar. We're seeing it throughout even uh, sports car racing where any sort of move is deemed unsafe. There's rejoins, there's track limits, and it's all this officiating has come about because – Of course, with the advent of technology, there's more camera angles than ever before. There's more telemetry. There's more data for officials to assess different moves and actions on the racetrack. But that doesn't make it necessary for them to actually be a part of the outcome of any race, to actually use these tools. Those tools should be used for fans to be closer to the racing action than ever before. And yet what we're seeing here with this call is that officials have basically implanted themselves in the outcome of races. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. This is one of the most egregious uses of their power that I've ever seen. And I go back to a very easy analogy. You think about the Wizard of Oz, right? It's just a man behind a curtain pulling different things, making things happen. That's what an official should be. You should Great officiating is when you never know it was there, right? That's great officiating. And what we have here is officials and stewards who think they have to put themselves, they have to make a reaction, and they use the idea of, oh, it's for safety. I've never seen in my entire life a reactive call or penalty save anyone, ever. Yet, safety is done ahead of time. Safety is done with new designs of race cars, new designs of racetracks, different things and different sciences out there that we find new ways to be safer. This right here, what they've done is they've basically told Sebastian Vettel, when you're racing for the win at the absolute limit, best ser- you're the best driver in the world, in the top series in the world, we want you to race at 95%. Because if you make a mistake and go off the track and get it back and have no possibility of hitting that other car, we're going to give you a five-second penalty. That is not racing. This is ridiculous. And if I was Sebastian Vettel, I wouldn't have just moved that damn sign. I would have went and found an FIA official, and I would have hit him in the face and said, how's that five-second penalty feel? So Parker's really? not going to – You would have done that. That's it. That's, that's what you would have like, done? I would have been like, hey, you know really? what? I'm bigger than this sport, and if they want – No, no. How can you ask them to – First of all, you're not, you're not bigger than the sport. No, Sebastian is. No, he's not bigger than the he's sport bigger. either. 
he's bigger than so that. So was it, you know, was the Davy Allison Ricky Rudd penalty when he got spun out in 1991 for the I white thought that flag? was ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that okay. was it never just, happened again. Was it, it never the, happened again? But this one was worse than that. I wouldn't. No, this is not worse than that. Well, that's oh, you just said this. No, I'm saying the the move is not worse. I'm gonna go ahead and interject here. See the guy. Go ahead. The point being, I love just stirring up Parker. I know. I agree with him. The problem with Formula (laughs) One right now is the fact that the cars are so big. The cars are bigger than they've ever been in their lives. The tires are wider. So the point being there, where Lewis said, "I force him into the mistake," which you can argue whether he did or not. That's a tough corner. It wasn't like Lewis was up against the gearbox of of Sebastian. But he can't – he come off the corner. The cars are so wide. There's nowhere to go anyway. Yep. So that's the fundamental problem about Formula One as it is right now. You can't pass. So what everybody was frustrated about was the fact that they got a race taken away from where there's potentially a pass for the win because we barely see it in Formula One now. And they just got to do something to make these cars race better. Yep. It was a terrible call, but I like – Hold on. I, I actually have some video, I believe, some other call where we can just add in their idea of unsafe racing. Okay. And I mean, say, okay. okay, so let's just go back. I believe there's 1996 Laguna Seca. Alex Nardi versus Brian Herta at the Corkscrew, famously known as the pass. He goes off, rejoins the track. Five second penalty, kicked the win away. One of the most famous passes in all of racing by the definition of the FIA. He does not win this race. Brian Herta goes on to win the first race for Mercedes Benz that year, by the way. But an amazing pass taken away. Here we, we go. More? Okay. The pass in the grass. Dylan Hart versus Bill Elliott, right? Charlotte. Not really a pass, but he moves him in, rejoins the track in front of him, unsafe rejoin, five-second penalty, take it away. Ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. This never existed until now where we seem to have officials who think they need to intervene, which just makes no sense. And then, AJ, I got one uh, one to show you here, by the way. Um, You have more? Yeah, there's one more. There's one more. Oh, here we go. This is you down the 60 car. It's Alan McNish up there. And two hours or two hours and 18 minutes to go in the 24-hour. Oh, a touch. Hold on. A major touch! Yeah, he's both sla- of you penalized. He slammed me right there. Both of you get off the track. Yeah, he slammed me right there. You've been racing for 22 hours. We're done with you. By the FAA's de- definition, FIA, it's also the FIA. FIA whatever yeah. you call them, <laughs> whatever the stewards are, officials, so, get off the race track. I, you know what? I forgot to bring my Rolex and show that to you. So, yeah, so you I'm could, just saying. So you can see what oh, one looks like. Oh. That was great racing. So that was great. I know. Racing. I get you. Here's, that wasn't penalized. Yeah. Okay, so. So I do want to hear, do we want to hear what Sebastian Vettel had sure. to say? Because Sebastian yes. Vettel, let's hear what uh, he had to say on the radio. You know, you go through the grass and you come back, have an amazing trip. Where the hell are we supposed to go? I have grass on my wheel. He's holding me, decides to go that way. If you go to the inside, you go past me. Okay, stay focused, copy that, stay focused. Ten laps to go. I am focused, but they are stealing the race from us. No, 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 guys. No, no, no. Not like that. Not like that. No, no, no. Seriously, you need to be an absolute blind man to think that you can go through the grass and then control your car. I was lucky that I didn't hit the wall. Where the hell I am supposed to go? This is a wrong world. Tell you, this is not fair. Great crowd, great race, ragazzi, grazie, grazie, ragazzi. So everything but running up to the official and hitting him. Agreed. I mean, you literally could have never seen racing in your life and known that was a bad call. A car going through the grass, an open wheel car, which you and I have both driven and gone through the grass, probably, at least I know I have, they're almost uncontrollable at times. It's like a skateboard, right? 
What was he supposed to go? I, I hey man, I agree with you. I just like Ridiculous. stirring you up. I know. You've been know. stirred up since basically what Sunday oh. at three o'clock on Twitter. I know. Oh, okay, I went so off. we showed you what Mario Andretti had to say. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson getting involved also. He was watching the race. So Jimmy's saying, I didn't explain my opinion well yesterday. Sure, we have official stewards. I'm thankful they don't officiate the in-race action as often as F1 does. That was well racing. Well in my said. Opinion. And and the thing is with stock car racing in NASCAR. We officiate ourselves. That's what we've always talked about. If somebody does you wrong, you race somebody how you want to be raced. In open-wheel cars, it's not that easy. You, if you get wheel slammed, you can't just go slam them back because most likely you're going to damage your race car, end your race, or after the race just cause a lot of expense for your race team. So, yes, I get that. We can officiate ourselves as NASCAR drivers differently than when I can officiate myself as a champ car driver. Okay. But it's a horrible call. We want to see racing, especially in Formula One. As I said, you want to race for a win. We don't get to see that hardly ever because there's just not any passing right now. It's not great racing. So I just like stirring him up, but no, unfortunately, I do agree with him. It's just a shame that Parker didn't really have an opinion on yeah. this. Yeah, you know, so it just really it went just easy. So, yep. I so. think F1 has to look itself seriously in the mirror right now and ask themselves do they want to be entertaining or do they want to just have the most sterilized form of qualifying basically for two hours and that will be it? Do we want racing or do we not? Because that's that, like that call right could. there basically says they don't want anyway. We've already used that all, right, all the time. For talk, everything I was gonna else. say we do want to yeah. talk about a few other are we talking about series. Else? Yes, we are going to. Uh, it's an off weekend for Cup. That means Xfinity drivers get the spotlight. Iowa is going to be rocking this weekend. Wait till you hear who's playing the post-race concert Saturday night. Plus, it won't be long till they're all racing at Daytona under the lights. Another red, white, and blue reveal. Oh, don't show it yet. That's coming up. history 20 years ago today Dale Jarrett was the class of the field leading 150 of 200 laps in a winning effort at Michigan 1999 a special year for DJ he also scored wins at Richmond Daytona and the Brickyard 400 he capped the year off by joining his father Ned as a Cup Series champion and there's a theme here that brings us to today's trivia question with Father's Day coming up which NASCAR Hall of Famer's father was the first to win a Cup Series championship was it Davey Allison Buddy Baker, Dale Jarrett, or Richard Petty? We'll have the answer later in the show. On Wednesday, Nationwide Insurance announcing it was ending its partnership with Hendrick Motorsports at the end of the 2019 season. The company signed a two-year extension last August to remain the primary sponsor of the number 88 car and driver Alex Bowman through 2020. In a statement, Rick Hendrick said that Bowman is signed through 2020 and is a big part of the team's future. Mr. H has to be happy with Alex Bowman's performance so far in 2019. Over the last seven races, Bowman has recorded five top tens, including a trio of second places. He's also made a substantial climb in the playoff standings. Dave Burns spoke to Bowman on Tuesday. It's always fun to come to Hendrick Motorsports and talk with Alex Bowman, especially when he's on such a roll, which he has been lately. Uh, reason we're here, though, of course, is to see a beautiful new race car set for Daytona. What's it mean for you to run the red, white, and blue that way for Valvoline? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Valvoline paint schemes are always really cool, but to have the, the American Heroes campaign on board uh, with Valvoline, it's really cool to work with partners that do so much for servicemen and women, and we've had a lot of that this year. So uh, it's another great-looking race car. All the Valvoline cars look good, as I said, but... It's, uh, it's a good one for sure. I don't think it matters what paint scheme Alex runs this year. It seems to be a finding his groove kind of year. It's year seven for you in NASCAR. Does it feel that way to you? Is this a, a breakout year? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've had better race cars than uh, than I can ever remember having in the Cup Series. Um, to be able to go 20th to, to second in that first stage, and uh, we fought some more damage for the rest of the day. But um, you know, we had such a strong race car this weekend, and it seems like every week for the last six weeks or so, we've had really great cars. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, Alex has been racing in NASCAR since 2012. I've watched, I think, every bit of that along the way. There are some numbers we can look at and say, ooh, you know, great day, whatever. What's the highlight for you? Because there have been some kind of high-profile things, jumping in for Junior back in 16 uh, on the pole later that year. Seven years in, what's your, what's your NASCAR highlight? Um, getting to walk into Hendrick Motorsports as a, as a driver for mm. one of Mr. H's cars. Honestly, that's the coolest thing for me. It's something that... If you could have asked me when I was a little kid where I wanted to go, this is where I wanted to be. So uh, it means a lot that Mr. H uh, lets me drive his race cars every week and having a lot of fun doing it. And being able to run up in the top five consistently these, these days is, has been really cool as well. You don't get to have fun this next weekend, then Sonoma. So what are you going to do with the downtime? Moving shops, which is not going to be fun. <laughs> the last off week I moved my house. This off week I'm moving my shop. I don't even have any help. My girlfriend's in Anguilla. She's partying with all her family, and I get stuck at home working. And so. the other drivers are long gone. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah. else is gone. I text Chase to see if he would help me, but he didn't respond. So He thought you were talking about something else. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good luck with that. You'll see Alex in a couple weeks at Sonoma and later this year in that beautiful 88 at Daytona. Well, sounds like his girlfriend picked a good weekend to go on vacation for sure. AJ will be around. Yeah, oh, that's true. There you go. There you go. Out? His well, I'll block that phone number. <laughs> okay. yeah. yep. Well, no cup racing this Text weekend, him. but Xfinity and truck drivers uh, in Iowa. And for trucks, of course, the Chastain chase. We're going to continue to watch that yep. to see if uh, Ross Chastain can, can work his way up into the top 20. But for Xfinity Series, there's kind of a big three going on. Bell, Custer, Reddick. Are there any other drivers, AJ, who could, could join the big three? Yeah, I think the easy answer is, is Justin Allgaier. And because he's been there, he's done it for so long. Uh, he's so consistent. You know at, at times he's going to put himself in position to win races. I think he's actually won at Iowa last year at this race or the second yeah, race, one of the one. two. So it, it's one of those things that you know he's going to step up. So he's the easy answer. But I look at guys like Noah Gregson, Justin Haley, John Hunter Nemechek. They're young drivers, brand new to teams. Their teams, well, Junior Motorsports is established, but the other two are fairly new teams. So in the second half of this regular season – Will they be able to step up? And that's one of the things that I really enjoy watching is those young guys seeing how they start to produce from the race 10, race 12 on, knowing they get more experience and their teams are working well together with each other. I think there's one easier one you're missing. Hmm. Chase Briscoe, because okay. he's the teammate of one of the big three there <laughs> in Cole Custer. And I just think that he's sort of doing everything he needs to do to be learning, being right hot in the heels of Cole Custer. He's there seventh in points. He's had some good runs. He's won in the truck series. He won at the Roval last year in the Xfinity series. And I just think he's doing what we've seen out of him before. Maybe it's a slower start. It's sort of a quiet start to a season. If you remember trucks, he didn't win all the way till Homestead. And now he's won at Eldora too. I think, you know, when you look at what he's doing, he's priming himself to be able to start to make that push in the second half, be in the playoffs. And that's when it really matters. When you get in the playoffs to be one of those contenders with the big three. So I think he really sticks out to me. Another driver, I mean, this off the car alone, Austin Sindrick in the 22. you got to think at some point that team is going to start to be a force to be reckoned with because Team Penske, as you know, you've driven those cars, I've driven those cars. Those are some very impressive race cars. That's an impressive race team, and I think that they're you know maybe not living up to the expectations that they have for themselves, but you have to think at some point they're going to start hitting on all eight cylinders, and they're definitely going to win, knock off some wins here. You agree? And he's quietly top five in points, exactly. so I totally agree. 
And in our Father's Day theme, I mean, his dad, Tim, knows a little something about racing. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) All right, coming up, we will put Parker's endurance to the test. Uh, He hops in, not in talking, he hops in the NBC Sports iSimulator where he'll race against some of you watching at home iRacing. He's going to show us some of the challenges of racing at Le Mans. And that's challenging. Wait until you see what AJ has to do later in the show. in 60 seconds. This is from last weekend's Truck Series race at Texas. Tyler Ankrum slides down pit road, but then makes a tremendous save. He came back to finish third. That's big, right, guys? That is big. Yeah. This pit crew needed to hit. Just if he would have stopped in the box, it would have been perfect. <laughs> now, that would have been something to see. And an amazing story of perseverance. Tanner Thorson, who sustained multiple injuries in a horrific car accident in California back in March, scored a win one week ago on the USAC Midget Circuit at Indiana's Lincoln Park Speedway. Talk about perseverance. Yeah, Tanner Thorson is one of the best dirt racers you will see up there with Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, uh, a star of the future for sure. And just before we came on the air, NBCSN televised the third race of the 2019 W Series from Misano, Italy, taking the checkered flag, England's Jamie Chadwick. It is her second win this season. We need to keep an eye on her. Yeah, going into the the W Series, everybody talked about Jamie Chadwick is uh, a girl that would dominate this series, and so far she's showing that. Far, yeah. Well, yesterday, the first of three qualifying sessions for the 24 Hours of Le Mans got underway. Despite a dry track, there was drama on the course. Yeah, Parker. Mike. Yeah, Mike Conway there in the in the Toyota, going through turn two, and the 38 LMP2 car of Roberto Gonzalez spun and started to drive away, and unfortunately, Mike Conway was coming through. Big damage, but they got the car back on the racetrack. Well, both cars underwent repairs and, like AJ said, eventually returned to the course. One of the spectators attending this year's race at Le Mans, NASCAR Executive Vice President Steve O'Donnell, and he posted this overlooking the start-finish line. Pretty cool. NASCAR going to Le Mans. Let's do this. NASCAR taking over France. We like it. The second round of qualifying has wrapped up at Le Mans. The Toyota uh, Gazoo Racing Team had the top two spots in the LMP1 class, while Porsche was fastest in GT Pro. Q3 is happening right now. For more on one of racing's most historic courses, let's throw it over to AJ and Parker. Well, we got Parker in the in the iSim getting ready to run at Le Mans here. I mean, this is an eight and a half mile racetrack, the most prestigious and oldest sports car race in the world started in 1923 tom christensen holds the record nine victories this is a racetrack that is challenging in so many different ways the racetrack itself and as parker's going to show in sim and unfortunately i'm going to show later especially at night this is a racetrack that you have to have full commitment on yes uh, especially in the car I'm in, which is an LMP1 car, the Porsche 919, which will not be racing this year, but it's essentially the same technology as in the Toyota that you'll see, the 78. It's the hybrid technology, and AJ, you and I have been practicing these things. The brakes is really hard on these. Yeah, we've been, we've been practicing. It may oh, not oh, show. Oh, oh, you're already in oh, deep there. Yeah. So we're coming to the front stretch here, right? So this is the front stretch. It's always well illuminated. We're at dusk right now, by the way. Yeah, you're going to enter the Dunlop curve here wide open yep. through the first part of the right-hander and have to get it slowed down. Wow, you turn two. Dunlop curve? There that it is. Impre- that was impressive. 
I'm told, am I gonna get it stopped? You oh, got it oh, stopped. I got it stopped, finally. So this is, we've had a little trouble here getting this thing stopped, but we're starting to figure it out, I think. I'm getting better. I turned the brake bias all the way to the forward. You get full commitment here. Oh yeah. Quick left-hander. This is fast. It's banked a little bit, then it's banked again to the right-hander, and now it's, you start to really commit coming on to the famous Molson straightaway, which used to be about a four-mile shot, right? All the way down. Oh, we got a little traffic there. There's a GT car. You'll run in them. But now there's two chicanes that you come upon. Yeah, first chicane coming up here. Hey, watch it's this. It's going to be a right and then a quick left. I'm going to use the boost. Are you? I'll use it, I'll use it on the okay. next one. I'll this is, next this one. is known as the PlayStation chicane. Parker yeah. is going to be late on the brakes. You see the brake markers on the left side here. I'm not Down to the 100. Oh, no. He's in. Oh, he's deep. He's deep. Oh, there we go. Hey, I'm getting better. It's a it's oh, he missed the apex, oh. though. Not a good run off the corner here. I got a secret weapon. Look at this boost. I'm going to catch this guy. Look Down the back. Boost. Oh, look at this. Ooh. He's got to run. Wow. That's what you want. That's that's good stuff. They, they now... So the real drivers have to manage that stuff all the way through. Where are we at on this track? Give me the give me the name right. You're going to the Michelin chicane. Oh, okay, Michelin chicane. You're going to set up here on the right side, a hard-breaking yeah. into the left-hander. Oh. oh, all kinds of GT cars. Oh. And this is the tough. Oh, he's committed. Oh. There's about 55 cars to start the race. Usually Six, 61, 61 to be exact. Now? Oh, now there's 61. After we had a retirement of the Dempsey car last Got night. Got it. Got it. So now we have 61. So you'll have this kind of traffic. Yes, you got a little, couple little kinks, but then you get into the kind of the double apex tight right-hander. Yeah, this is really tight. After blasting ooh, those straightaways. Oh, got a little lockup, but oh. still gets to run off the corner. Woo. How do they do this for that long? I'm already worn out. You know, you gotta get, you gotta get ready for Sonoma, man. I know. Jeez. Now, maybe to one of the most famous corners in all of motorsports, <laughs> Parker. Are you ready to hold it wide open in Indianapolis? I am ready right now. Oh, I've got the boost going. We're doing almost 180 miles an hour now. I don't think we have this thing set up quite right because we should be going a little faster than that. Oh, but we got some traffic. I can't do it wide oh. open. That wasn't. That's that all right. Why, that's not why. I'm you got ready. it. You got it. You got it checked up. That's yeah. nice. I would have been flat if they weren't there. No, I like it. Yeah. Now this is this is Arnage. Arnage. Yes, I knew that. Yep. I knew that. The tight, tight corner. Sometimes they use first gear, second gear. Now Parker. Now it's ready for full commitment. This is it. The Porsche curves. This is where my car is made. You hold this wide open, or you're not a man if you don't do this. I feel like I, I feel like you're a coach, some sort, like a motivational speaker. Fast right-hander. Oh, He's in. Know. Oh, he had to check him a little bit. It's all right. Check it up. All Quick right. double left. Yeah, this is the fast one. This one's tons of Jesus. David Hobbs would say it's a neck stretcher. Another fast right-hander. Oh, just a quick breathe. And a tight left. Oh, this oh he's... Oh, oh, he got, got it. it. He got, got it. it. And this is the home stretch now. Now you know, all right, I've got two chicanes left. That's it. I've made a lap at Le Mans. Over three and a half minutes for us. A little faster right now for the guys qualifying. Got the Ford chicane here. Oh, Last corner. He makes it. it. Mate, I'm That's better. a solid lap there. I think this is a good audition. I that think. is a good lap. A 3.37.2. That good, is just that's a good race lap. 20 seconds off of pole last night. And I think that I'm going to get many offers from the mall teams now so, for uh, my my services, Krista. But did did we answer the question, is Parker a man? Did he lift? Well, uh, that's always debatable. Yeah, like but that. he did lift a little bit. We'll have to okay. look at the climber tree.
Okay, hey, we want to remind you, this is live racing. Those other cars driven by iRacers all across the world. So go ahead and tweet us. Tell us which car you're driving using hashtag NASCAR America. AJ's going to take over a little bit later in the oh. show, but he's going to be racing at night. Oh. Coming up, we're going to switch from four wheels to two. After a week off, the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship visits High Point Raceway in Pennsylvania. Jason Wygant is here. He's in studio. Joins us to preview this weekend's action. Let's go racing. Here comes Ken Roxon. He wins moto number one. Call off the alarm. There's no problem for Eli Tomac. He's going to go on to a dominant moto victory here. The points lead right now belonging to Ken Roxon. Eli Tomac has oh. up the pace in the leap spot to take the lead. Back to back moto wins at Fox Raceway. Uh, listen to this crowd here at Thunder Valley. Ken Roxon takes another moto win. And Tomac still charging, trying to find that spot. He rebounds and wins the second moto. But for the second time in three races this year, the Renaissance for Ken Roxon continues by winning here in Colorado. Well, as you can see, it's been a two-man race through the first three rounds of the 2019 motocross season. Ken Roxon holds a slim two-point lead over Eli Tomac heading into this weekend's action at High Point Raceway in Pennsylvania. And it is a good day for motocross fans to be watching this show because we have an expert sitting alongside Jason Weig. I'm just teasing. <laughs> uh, how about that for an introduction? AJ, no, you have someone who really knows his stuff when it comes to those to, comes to those bikes. One of the voices of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship, not Grant Langston, Jason Wygant. Well, I don't know if you're Grant Langston either. Let's, no, no, let's definitely, be honest. Right. Definitely not. Right. But we just saw there in the piece, you know, in the 450 class between Ken Roxon and Eli Tomac, it's a battle of when Eli... Almost like Supercross. When he's yep. on, yep. it's hard to touch him. But when he's off, he's has some struggle. I don't want to say mediocre because fourth and fifth place finishes in motos aren't terrible. But Eli's won four motos to Ken Roxon's two. But Ken Roxon has two overall victories. So it just shows that when Eli's off, he's definitely off. It's just perspective because when he's on, he's so dominant. It doesn't seem like a fifth place finish would be possible. But then that's exactly what will happen in the next race. And I love when you get these Roxon and Tomac rivalries, which we've had 250 class in 2013 and even back in 2012, even a little bit in their amateur days. 450 class, they've won four out of the last five titles in this series, but they have a totally different approach. You have Roxon, who's a surgeon out there, putting the bike exactly where he wants it. You almost can't see where the speed is coming from. Tomac is all hitting everything harder than everyone else. That's my effective strategy. It's a totally different approach. It works out about the same. And even off the track, you've got Roxon, who will tell anyone anything, anytime, unfiltered. And Tomac, who is shy to the point of nearly being awkward. Totally different personalities and riding styles, and it ends up almost identical in the points year after year. What do you see in the first motos to the second moto? Because Ken's victories have come in the first motos, right. and both of those victories have come off of a Eli Tomac either fourth or fifth place finish in the first moto. And then out in that second moto, does Ken just relax knowing, okay, I got the overall again, and if I just finish second, I'm going to take it? Or do you just see Eli step it up to a next level that maybe Ken can't get to? I think it's more the latter because... Roxon, as I said, very open, very honest. He had these horrific injuries the last two years, which have been well-documented. And I think now even he has kind of gotten tired of being so transparent. He's got another undiagnosed illness of some sort. But I think even he's tired of talking about the negative. So something physically is not quite 100% with Roxon. And maybe that's the difference in the second moto compared to the first. Because we've seen some first motos this year where even Tomac's not going to be able to catch him. But in Moto2, it's been a different story. So as we move east, 
more heat, more humidity, tougher tracks. It's going to be a real test to see if Roxon physically can go the distance in the second moto of the day. Because if he can't beat Tomac, then on average, Tomac's probably going to be out of the edge. In the 250 class, it's almost a carbon copy of the 450. Yeah. Two yep. guys stepping out from the rest of the group. Adam Cien Cirillo, which coming off of that devastating oh, yeah. loss yeah. in the championship at, at Vegas and Supercross. And Justin Cooper, a, a rider that really over the last couple of years is just starting to make a name for himself. And it's been kind of interesting because Justin Cooper's won every first moto. Mm -hmm. Adam Cien Cirillo's won every second moto. The difference is, same deal as Eli Tomac. When right. Justin misses... He misses with the fourth-place finish. So where do you see that championship heading into round four? Can Justin Cooper step it up, or is Adam Cien Cirillo just going to keep getting better each week and maybe stretching it out on Justin Cooper outright on speed? I, I think you have to look at the pedigree of these two. So you've had Cien Cirillo, who was marked as a future superstar at age five, believe it or not. He's had some lumps since he's turned pro, but bottom line, he's been through every up and down this sport could even have, including that heartbreaker in Vegas. Cooper is new to the scene. He wasn't even thought of as a prodigy at any point. I consider him almost, in NASCAR terms, like the local short track racer, while Cincerulo would have been out dominating in ARCA or the K&N series. Cooper comes out of nowhere. This is all new to him. So every scenario that's coming at him week in and week out, being a points leader or trying to get that elusive first win, we even had some controversy. At our last race, Parker would be happy. Cincerulo <laughs> went off the track, re-entered, was not penalized, won the race. Cooper was very upset, told the media in his post-race interview and the post-race press conference, got buried by the fans on social media. He's never had this kind of spotlight or scrutiny. It'll be interesting to see how he deals with it, but he's, he's a New Yorker. He's from Long Island. I think they're pretty tough. It'll probably roll off, but it's the first time he's ever dealt with anything like that. Since Cirillo's been there, done it, there's really nothing that's going to affect him mentally. We've already seen that. Well, does that play out in the championship? Is that a better thing for Adam Cien Cirillo being there, done that, more pressure? Or Justin Cooper, new to it all, maybe not as much pressure, and just kind of going with the flow? I think the edge goes to Sin Cirillo because if you just see how they've reacted to different situations they've been put in in these first six motos, and that's a small sample size, but Sin Cirillo has consistently put himself in the right place at the right time. Cooper has at some points, but at other points he has not. He crashed, actually, while leading the last race in Colorado when he could have won. So I think until he proves he can break through, get those wins, and ignore the pressure, it's just a guessing game. For Sin Cirillo, we already know. He's bounced back from a terrible heartbreak to win three races in a row. He's fine. Well, I'm pumped to watch, Jason. Yeah. You and Grant on NBC and NBC, NBCSN, round four, high point, Saturday. Krista, I mean, you might have to work. I'm, uh, I got nothing but time, so I'm just going to hang out and watch these guys talk about it. Well, no way you're such an expert. That's true. Yeah. I told you, Jason, well, I got noses stuff. All right, thank you guys very much. Getting us ready for this weekend. Coming up next, a Father's Day tribute. Plus, we will find out the final results for our Motorsports Star of the Week poll. Cast your vote by going to the Twitter page, Motorsports on NBC, or go to NBCSports.com slash NASCAR vote. And remember, you can vote more than once, but you're running out of time. Get them in. Okay, final picks for your motorsports star. Is it that time already? It it's is that it? time. Okay. So I guess it's it's still open. I think you can kind of still get your vote in, but you're out of time. So what do you guys think? What uh, do you like? It's going to go Helly Deegan. I was going to have to go Biffle, though, to come yeah. out of retirement after like 19 so years. So your vote was Biffle. Was out I, was, I was Biffle, too. I, mean, yeah. I was, you know, I was Biffle, to too. Haley Deegan, you can't go wrong with, though. No, that was a very impressive, cool win. I love the move, the aggression. But Joe, Joe, 
Joey made Michigan boring. He doesn't well, deserve to win this. No, game. I, I think she doesn't. It's a good thing she doesn't race in F1 because they would probably ban her for life for that move. Well, so, so Haley Deegan wins the poll this uh, week, but I was for Biffle too. I mean, he won one for the old yeah. guys, and you know yeah. that's that's cool for us old guys. Oh. <laughs> um, hey, the Joes. Not, no, but yeah, nothing against the Joes. Joey and Joseph. <laughs> so well, I don't know where I'm going. This show's an hour long, and Which, let's just, I don't know. All right. Right. Thursday trivia question: Question: Which NASCAR Hall of Famer's father was the first to win a Cup Series championship? So do you uh, remember who I had? I, I have B, B. Buddy. Dale Jarrett. Dale Jarrett. Buddy yeah. Baker. Was it, is it B? Davey. No. I'm going uh, Petty. All right. Let's go ahead and tell you. The answer is. Yeah. Oh. Buddy Petty won the first of his three titles in 1954. Yes. Yeah. I never won one of these. Oh, you don't get anything for it, partner. I don't get too excited. That's my bad. I should have known Congratulations. that. Congratulations. Driving for Richard. My bad. Well, uh, and keeping with our theme, no question, NASCAR is a family sport. And when it comes to how uh, they got involved, many drivers have their dads to thank. Yeah, going to the track, uh, it was always my dad taking me. We had a lot of fun racing and um, he was super dedicated at doing whatever he could to help my racing career. So and we won a lot of races and had a lot of really good times. The first time I ever got in a sprint car was, was really cool. My granddad was there, my dad. It's the last time my dad ever got in a sprint car. I remember on the way down, uh, he asked me, he's like, hey, are you ready to, to get behind the wheel of it? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm ready. I was 15 at the time. And uh, then at the end of the day, I got in and made about 10 or 15 laps after I came off the track. My dad said he was done, and I raced the next week. My father and I, we got into racing just for fun, but unfortunately, he didn't have the, the, the money to, to do it 100%. So we wanted to go to race to Las Vegas. It was, a, it was a national championship. And my dad told me, hey, you know, we have two options. We either fly or we drive. Pretty much if we were flying, we were we were not gonna be able to race. We left Mexico, all the way from Mexico to Las Vegas. That took like three days. And I was thinking to myself, there is no way I'm gonna drive all the way from Las Vegas, all the way back to Mexico, thinking that I'm finished sixth or seventh. So I drove my heart off and I finished fifth. My dad had no idea what racing was all about. So I was dragging him to the racetrack every weekend, showing him what we should do, getting in the pits, watching the cars and everything. And uh, it was amazing to me how much he cared for me because he really learned how to how the sport works and that was pretty special. You know, the week uh, after I lost my dad, I went and ran a short track race on Monday and uh, we ended up winning that race. And it, was a, it was a pretty big late model race and um, my dad was on my mind the whole night, but definitely after the checkered flag, he was, uh, you know, forefront, pretty storybook. You can't really ask for much more than that and it's definitely, uh, you know, something he would have loved to see that we went on with that race. My mom and my dad, uh, we, we would go to the racetrack. That was really what we did. Uh, I remember when I was probably four years old and my father and I, you know, going up the street in his, his late model. So it's definitely been something I've spent a lot of time with both my parents and my brothers when we were racing and but a lot of time with my dad in the shop and really, I would say, teaching me to be the person I am today, to be a hard worker, to never give up and, and to chase after that dream. Well, some great stories. Any memories of racing with your dad? Yeah, I mean, I was, I'm was i racing because of my dad. My dad's hero growing up was A.J. Foyt, and that's why I'm named A.J. <laughs> so what the most special moment for me was my first champ car victory in Portland, 2006, on Father's Day, and to be able to wow. celebrate, my dad was there. So uh, it, it was interesting. I love my dad to death. He's like 
sadly, crazy, he's the outspoken one of us two. Really? I, just, I, I had just gotten fighting. fired from the previous team and gotten hired by that team that week. Won my first career event, and my dad gave him a thumbs up and some choice words as he walked by the old team. Said, keeping it classy, Dad. He's in your court. He's in your court. Uh, Love you, Dad. My, my funniest racing story my dad would be, my dad wasn't big into racing. I kind of found racing myself, actually, on TV, Speed Channel. But uh, he came to one of my first go-kart races, and we finished second. And he ran up to me to give me a high five. And I looked at him and he said, we don't high five for second. And that was the end of it. That was, oh, that was funny. He was like, he was, he was like, what do you mean? It was a great race. I was like, no, we're here to win. So, <laughs> Well, how about this story? Last Sunday in Topeka, Kansas, Steve Torrance earned his fifth straight win in the NHRA top field division. But what made this victory so meaningful was that he defeated his father, Billy, for the win, marking the first time these two had met in a final round. Like, seriously, wow. how? You win, you win four in a row, or you're racing dad, you're that's like, so I'm just, cool. Father's Day coming up. That's, that's, awesome. that's pretty rough. Of course, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And coming up, it's back to the sim for Parker and AJ. This time, look at your face. We turn out the lights. What? Oh, what's gonna happen? That's gonna be him. Welcome back. Well, it's only nearly 6 p.m. Eastern time, but sunset is coming a little early here in the studio and in the iRacing simulator because AJ uh, is under the lights. Who turned out the lights? I know. <laughs> you know, I raced in Daytona. This, this, this is not that dark in Daytona. What, where am a, I going? This is just a nice drive through the French countryside. Okay. That's all you got to treat it as. So you're at nighttime here. We're basically, uh, we're at the end of the Volson Strait. Now we're heading back down towards Indianapolis and Arnage. I right? gotta run on this guy. You're in a GT car. You're in a Ferrari. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So this is a new experience. You're not in the LP cars that I was in. So you're, you're gonna have to deal with some Whoa. faster cars. Oh, wow. Looks like, like you're wide. driving, Parker. This, I mean, this is impressive. You're looking, oh, you're lifting. You're a little unsure where you're going. It's dark. See, you can't see. Actually, the other cars is helping. Their lights are helping. Yep. So now we're heading down to Indianapolis. You lifted. I think by, you have to. Yeah, the by the way, oh, you, front lake you, gave, you gave me the slow car. I'm in the, the GTE well, car. because I wanted you to experience all the elements. Oh, I'm in deep, guys. Oh, no. That's our Naj down in first gear. I wanted you to experience all the LP cars all right. that are going to come upon you at about 50 miles an hour faster. Seems easy right now. Fly by. I mean, right now you're just in a pack of GT. You're good. You're yeah. Good. What is it? I mean, the thing is, though, nighttime, we laugh about it being so hard to see, but that's part of it. Like, it's really hard to just see as you're driving. Yeah, and seriously, like, I've ran 13 Rolex 24-hour races, and they only use 40% of the lights at Daytona, but it's still lit up through the yep. infield and everything. As you can see here, this is dark. Oh, you got to lift! Oh! oh. And I don't know this. curves, your Ferrari's not doing well there. No. Oh, oh, oh! A little loose on entry. You know, right, talking you about these. You, you talk about these LMP cars. I'm driving away from them. I don't think that. Oh, here oh. comes one. Oh, oh, oh my go. goodness gracious! <laughs> That's unnecessary. It feels like. That's, that is just offensive. I mean, he just ripped by you like you're sitting still. Yeah. And that's what you got to deal with, though. Is you're a GT guy. I mean, you've been, you did this year in the uh, Rolex 24. Those, those LP cars, I mean, there's nothing. Oh, those are Daytona Pro. And if we can see right here, yep. so, 
So they have these in all these cars. It's the backup camera. Yep. You see one of the LMP cars right now flashing their lights, but you just see lights. You see. Yep. Oh, you got. Oh, I'm in. I'm in deep. deep. I'm in deep. <laughs> Oh! Oh, there he goes! I'm in the way. Oh, I'm in the way. You're, you've got someone behind you. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. You just see lights. You don't know what type of car it is. Yeah. Oh! Whoa! That's unnecessary too. <laughs> and they're racing their own race. So yeah. Get out of, you, you know, get you out of the way as quickly as possible because you're holding up. I mean, look how fast they drove away. They're 40 miles an hour. Oh, they're. Oh! Oh, this is actually. This is intense. It, and it wants. Oh, you got a penalty. It slows me down. That's a track. See now, excursion. Now I got this guy following me. You can't slow down. I mean, it's. I have to slow down, otherwise I'm gonna get black flagged. That's not like that in real. No. That's a Stewart call right there. Yeah, that's a Stewart. That's the FIA kind of. Yeah. In again. But here's the. But this is it. I mean, it's dark. Look at what we're looking at right now. This is all I can see. Yep. So you have to have so many years of experience to really understand truly. This straightaway, Molson Straight, is crowned on both sides. Oh, another, another car. Oh, I'm oh, in deep. I'm in deep. See what happens? <laughs> See? That's what you get for talking in Yep. Yeah. That's what you get. Oh, you got another black flag. It's all right. They can flash the light. See, another car going by me. So what I've learned here is I think my audition before, Yeah. you know, people might call me. You, they might actually hope and just call you to not come. Yeah, that's true. Like this is this is a little bit. But Park, but Parker, attention. Once again, I'll just take a picture of my Rolex and send it to him and, and let him know. <laughs> oh man. You got nothing for me now. I got you? nothing. I can't. I nothing. can't fight the Rolex. So, anyways, here we go. I'm going down the straightaway, and I'm in deep. I don't even know where the heck I'm going. I'm just gonna go straight here. What's this look like? And that's a wall. All right, you're you're done. Look how See, dark it is. It. He's done. He's done. This He's is done. why my this is why my team told me to stop talking on the radio and trying to drive. Yeah. I go slower well, and crash. I always say you're two tenths slower. You were actually just in a crash yeah. the entire time. But our thanks to everyone who is racing live around the world. Yes. Uh, those are real iRacers who AJ Parker, you guys are racing against. That were so, driving by him like he was right, seen Right, exactly, still. exactly. We you do guys, have. You guys finish this show. I'm doing, I'm doing some more racing. laps. All right. <laughs> we do have some questions from the, from the mailbag, okay. the email, whatever we're calling it. Got it. First question comes from. Our DMs. Is it NAS NASCAR Lee? Which. NASCAR Lee, which team would you consider the favorite for each class at the 24 hours of the Ooh, help me out here, AJ. I'm going to uh, get Toyota. Toyota for sure. Yep. LMP2. Uh, and the LMP2 car, the Jackie Chan team, has been really strong the last yep. couple of years there. They actually finished second overall two years ago. Uh, in the GTE class, it's a battle between Corvette, Porsche, and Ford. Ford's last race there as of right now. Hey, I'm going to help you out there. Class. It's Porsche, by the way. Porsche, 19 wins okay, at Le Mans. Okay, how about some quick comments? Sam had this reaction to Parker's F1 comments. One word, oh, amen. Thank you, bud. Appreciate All it. All right, yes. Josh Kraft tweeted that Parker is 100% right. Thank hey, you, AJ, AJ. Write that what down. What do you think about that? What? 100% right. I agree with him. I just like stirring him up. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, Drew Graves disagrees, tweeting the penalty was also for shoving Hamilton off the track. Don't shove people off the track. Yes, so that's completely wrong. Uh, hey, I Parker. Actually, I think I responded on Twitter. You're wrong for a couple reasons. Parker, does Hamilton his background have a Lewis Hamilton on it? What? Does his background have yes, a Lewis Hamilton on Lewis his Hamilton Twitter? Yes, Hamilton in his picture. So you're not only wrong, you're just a fanboy. Move on. Okay, but we do, listen, we appreciate your feedback. Please yep. um, keep watching the show. Don't, uh, and this from Maggie Joe Davis. Will David Reagan make it in the playoffs this year? I sure uh, hope so. I, you know, front row oh, sports has that. been awesome this year in so many different places. 
better than they've been before. This new package, maybe. We'll see. We love David Reagan. Daytona coming up. Guys, I'm Thanks starting to dominate Lamar. The Motorsports. I'm dominating Lamar. Sure to visit the Motorsports on NBC YouTube channel for extended highlights. AJ's catching a flight to France right, France right now. KNN Pro Series West. Remember that controversial finish from Haley Deegan? Check it out right now. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.